announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. Benvenuti, welcome to another edition of Syria Sit Down. No Frank Carvello in the crowd. I'm doing this solo, sort of, sort of. I uh, got a couple guests on with me, going to go north of the border. I'm kind of invading their holiday, if you will. But, you know, I'm an American. This is what we're expected to do, right? A um, lot to talk about in this episode today, but let me get my guests right in here. Uh, first, from west coast of Canada, introducing Lex. How are we doing, Lex? I'm great. How are you? Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show, by the way. I'm doing well. Thank Lex, of course, is from the All UVA cast. Big fans of you guys. Even though I'm not a Juventino, I'm a fan of your show, a fan of all you guys there. So, um, Thank you. how are you? I'm good. I've watched a lot of cultural this weekend. So, I'm really looking forward to talking about that. I'm doing better than I was yesterday after the match. So, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, but <laughs> definitely a better time for the show. But, yeah, looking forward to breaking it all down. Good, good. Excited to have you on. Um, before we bring on our next guest, tell us a little bit about you, what you got going on. Uh, tell us about the All UVA cast, please. The All UVA cast is um, a show run by our awesome um, coach and host, Alberto, and um, we have a team of us, and we cover UVA matches weekly. Probably have about four shows a week for playing twice a week. Um, Alberto also provides daily news updates. We also have a Twitter feed and a Twitter page that provides updates for news for Juve as well. And so definitely check us out at all Juve cast, um, especially if you're a Juve fan. So definitely do a lot of great work there. So I recommend that. I second that. Definitely follow them, whether a fan or not. It's definitely great content to listen to for sure. Um, speaking of great content, uh, someone who I know very well, one of the few guests I've actually got to meet. Uh, let me bring on Ole from the East Coast of Canada, from Montreal, Adriano from the Culture Guys. Benvenuto. Ciao, Richard. Alex, it's a, it's a pleasure always to talk outro with you, Richard. Uh, every time we talk, uh, it seems like we can go on for hours, so it's, it's a pleasure to be on tonight. Yeah, yeah. No Frank on tonight, so we'll try not to go hours, but you know, you never know. You never know. Um, yeah, Adriano, tell us about what the couch of guys have been up to lately. For those who don't follow, everyone should follow you guys, but for those who aren't, tell us what you've been up to. No, I appreciate the love. Uh, listen, guys, we're just uh, a week, uh, we're three guys, uh, weekly uh, cultural show. Uh, three guys from Montreal just uh, shooting their shit, talking culture. That's kind of been our, our mindset since the beginning uh yeah just provide content uh, anything said yeah azuri uh what nights we're on is a, is a different story we're always trying to you know juggle that i know it's it's, it's hard uh, these days with everybody's schedule but uh we have three different uh, perspectives uh, a lot of attitude uh, a lot of a lot of different perspectives like i said and just uh a great passion and love for the sports with it, which i think brings uh, our show together and uh yeah uh twitter instagram facebook where i've been on youtube where we're all over the place yeah, definitely give them a follow if you don't. I mean, you got to follow, follow both of the UACAS and the Calcio guys for sure, 100%. Um, a lot to get into tonight. Obviously, the headliner was Milan-Juve, right? That's why we got a Juventina and a Milanista right here uh, along with me. But I think another game took the spotlight. I want get to get into it, obviously. And there's a game that happened today. Udinese hosting Atalanta. Two teams that a lot of people have been talking about lately uh, for good reason, right? Atalanta 
completely flipped their tactics and just been defensive juggernauts. And Udinese surprising everybody. Game started out goal scoring uh, in the third. Th- 36 minutes, excuse me. Uh, Adama Lookman for Muriel, 1-0. And then um, coming out of the break, Muriel scores a penalty. Looks like Atalanta are sitting pretty, but two nice goals by Atalanta, uh, excuse me, by Udinese, Delufeo on the free kick and uh, Perez in the 70th minute. Guys, I'm going to start with you, actually, with Lex. I mean, these two teams, they're legit, aren't they? It seems like it. I mean, it's just shocking. I don't think anyone had these two teams up in their top four, possibly even their top six in predictions going into this Serie A season. And I just think that what you mentioned about Atalanta is funny. I just put a tweet out about that today, how it's like they do not have that same electric um, all-out attack style that they had of a few years back, but they seem to still be getting results. And they got a bunch of new players in too, more or less. And so it's like, Gasparini's still finding ways to get them up there top of the table and Udinese oh my gosh you had that Sotil team being that high up with that great of a record so far I mean he's making these guys that were consistently mid like just such a mid team never fighting relegation never challenging for Europe and now they're like up in the top three like that's just crazy it is crazy Adriano I know I'm gonna keep taking my laps all season as Udine does well I thought they would do well like top half but not this good I mean they're they're legit coming back down from two nothing on a team that doesn't give up goals it's pretty impressive by Udinese no you said it right uh, Richard I think uh, for me too as well uh, prior to the season for me uh, this Udinese team uh, a step in the right direction was was progression, right? They finished on that right side of the table uh, a season ago. To get into that top 10, I think, would have been, you know, a, a plus for this team. Listen, like Lex said, and everybody knows that watches Calcio Serie A, uh, this team uh, has been, you know, you have to have your eyes on Udinese so yeah. far this season. It's been it's been one of those uh, starts of the season for them. Like uh, like everybody knows, Sotil um, really bringing a bit of the, the modern game uh, to Udinese, uh, a team that, uh, had some had some brilliance uh, back in the days, you know, the Toto Di Natale days. Uh, we're kind of getting that bit of that sparkle back uh, with Udinese. Uh, is it here to is it here to stay? I I don't know. Uh, it's it's still early for me. Um, but listen, uh, they're they're putting the eyes on Serie A. They're putting the eyes mm-hmm. on Udinese as as a club. Uh, there's not much more we can ask for, uh, you know, in terms of that. And in terms of their players, you know, they still have. Listen, I know they've gotten some of their, you know, pieces uh, taken away from them. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, DePaul, uh, I think it was Molina as well. Um, but, you know, there's this still this somewhat of a core that this team has. You know, the De Feos that you mentioned, you know, the uh, the Betos, uh, the Pereiras, uh, Silvestri but between the sticks. I mean, these are these are quality Serie A players that are yeah. providing and producing at, at a high level week in, week out. They come back from 2-0 down. I mean, this is uh, this is not just like a fluke, uh, you know, one week uh, wonder. This is this has been a, a constant thing to open the season, and uh, what's uh, let's hope that again. I guess this can continue, and if they can creep into Europe in any shape, uh, way, or form, you know, I don't think top four is uh, in the question, in my personal opinion, but. Hey, you know, conference league uh, appearance, you never know what this team. So, uh, fingers crossed. So, two questions for each of you. Um, the first question is: Is this which one? Which team is more sustainable? Which is the more likely candidate to? have success throughout the year and the second question is will they make will both make europe will one make europe lex i'll start with you um both good questions i mean i think i agree with what um adriano said where it's a little bit too early to tell with the whole um udinese thing i think we've seen this in the past we saw it with Cagliari one season and then they dropped way off and then we saw it with even one season (laughs) as well and you know it was like are they going to be title contenders and then just boom it's a long season that's the thing with Serie A. like it's 
it's not Europe. It's not like, you know, kind of tournament knockout style. Like it's a long season. So I think that I would probably have to go with Atalanta to answer your first question. Okay. And then in terms of team making Europe, I think I, I can see Atalanta in there for sure. Okay. But um, yeah, Udinese, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'll, they'll sneak in a European spot. But yeah, definitely Atalanta. Okay. More likely to stay up. Yeah. I like it. Uh, Adriano? It's tough. It's tough. I kind of feel like I have to go against uh, against the green here and kind of go uh, different answers. So so it's not a repetitive uh, question and answer here. But uh, listen, I, I don't know because we we've seen a, a complete 180 with even Atalanta, right? Uh, the the Cinderella story, uh, the magical runs uh, yeah. in, in Europe. Uh, you know, finishing in the top four. You know, uh, getting in places that they hadn't seen in, in, in many many years. Uh, it's it was an exciting time. Do I think that Gasperini kind of lost that magic? I do. I think a bit. Yes. I mean, I think it's pretty evident. Uh, they've lost pretty uh, pretty key figures uh, in, in that organization. Um, you know, it, can he kind of level the playing field? Is his team doing well? Absolutely. You know, the 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 players that you know Lex uh, said that they brought in. You know, Lukman uh, has been uh, yeah. has been top uh, so far, and other their their other pieces, but. Um, I'm going to go against the green. Uh, I'm going to go uh, for the first question. I'm going to go, uh, I'll go Udinese just because okay. I, I think if, if Sotil can, can stick around and if they're serious and listen, they have a, they have a modern way of playing the game. They have a modern stadium that, you know, they have everything in the right direction. I think their ownership is, is, uh, is pretty serious as well. So for me, if these things continue and, you know, like I said, to open the show, that progression continues and they continue to stay on that left side of the table that, you know, every team really wants to be in. I think the the future can be bright, but again, I'm gonna say it again, it's still early, and it is it's, early. It's, it's 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 a real long shot of a of an answer that I'm 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 providing, but I think just to be different and just to kind of give a, a bit of a twist on the question, I'll, I'll go with that. For the Europe, uh, I don't know. I, I almost don't. I almost want to say neither team. Um, uh, sorry, you said top four or or Europe in no in Europe, just Europe in general. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. So sorry. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I guess Atalanta is going to finish uh, finish, you know, in there. Uh, I, but again, I wouldn't be surprised if they get knocked out as well, because there's a lot of good teams at the top of the table. Yeah. Uh, we see it week in week out. You know, even though uh, you know sometimes in uh, in Europe European play these teams kind of dip off. In the Serie A, it's been a, it's been a hell of a ride so far in the first couple of weeks. So uh, yeah. listen, the, the Roman teams, the, the Milano teams, you know, I think Juventus, even though they're they're struggling, they'll, they'll still find a way to be in there. Napoli is on fire. Um, you know, it's it's Atalanta's in this mix too, right? So I, yeah. I'll go Atalanta, but I also wouldn't be surprised if they get knocked out of what out of those European spots. You don't have to be nice just because Lex is here. <laughs> no, but it's listen. I have to go against the grain a bit, you know. <laughs> I, you know, I don't think either of these teams will make top four of the of the two. Probably Atalanta to be no. the closest. I mean, no. they both have a shot of Europe in general. I guess. I mean, it's hard to say. You like both of you guys said it's way too early in the season, right? Um, of the two, you would imagine Udinese is to come back down to life eventually. We don't know. There's no so much unknown with Sotil Gasperini. We know they're a proven product so to speak, for the last several years. So you can imagine they, they'd be able to hold this up, even though they've never played defensively. But, yeah, we'll see. It's a lot, long way to go, but it's good to have some new blood, so to speak, Atalanta with their defensive style and Udinese just being grinders that they are. It's making the league so much more interesting and fun, and all the big boys in the league have to pay attention every week they play them because you're going to get upset by them if you don't. So we said a lot of teams have already suffered their defeat against them. So 
Um, Just uh, one thing, Richard, I wanted to kind of add in there. You know, even, uh, you know, we see this, this, like I said, this 180 with Atalanta. You know, they're, they're not playing in Europe this season, right? That's been the big talking point so far this season. Uh, it's kind of giving them maybe a bit of that advantage. You know, they, they really, Gasparino only has to really wake up for that one game a week. Uh, you know, and then when Coppa Italia comes, it, it comes. But you know, I, I think that's uh, something to to look into. But again, I think that's where the the balance, the, the field is kind of balanced because Udinese is still in that same situation too. So uh, we'll definitely have to wait and see. I think I have to agree with Bob that uh, Atalanta being good at defense is really weird for me. It is for me too. Uh, it was nice yeah. to see them give up two goals for once. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, well, let's get to the headliner of the weekend. Um, obviously, what we came for, Milan hosting Juventus uh, game that had a lot of implications on the line. It appeared through midweek that Juventus, oh, also last week, that Juventus got their swagger back, right? And they, they won last weekend. They won the midweek against Maccabi. And things were going on the up. Milan, on the other hand, Adriano and I know this, that suffered a pretty bad loss at Chelsea. Granted, they played with her basically her second team, but... A pretty embarrassing loss when a team go in there as the champions of Italy get kind of embarrassed like that. Um, so a lot of emotions going into this one. Lex, when you head into this game, were you feeling that high after the last two games? Or how were you feeling after the Bologna match and Maccabi match? Or were you worried, even though Milan had all these injuries? Um, I was actually on the pre-match. Um, I was on the post-Bologna match podcast, and I was on the pre-Milan-Juve podcast. And I did say that although... It was nice to win. It was a good positive for us. It was definitely like I was not convinced yet at all because just from the opposition that we played, like playing that Bologna side looked so bad, worse than Monza. Like when we when I was watching that game, I guess I was shocked at how disorganized they looked. And I was just like, this is just not a good like indication of where we're at right now and then same with the champions league match midweek i mean i didn't catch all of that game but um i did notice that al mentioned on our podcast today that they actually hit a couple posts in the second half and pressed Mm. us so it was kind of like a bit of a skeptical optimism going into this milan match i thought also maybe with milan missing manyan missing some key guys um that maybe maybe we would have a chance to squeak (laughs) a win and then boom hopes just got crushed yeah as usual, yeah. you know, you think maybe, maybe it'll be okay. And then it's like, no, I should have known better. I should have known. <laughs> but yeah, that's what those are my thoughts going into it. Yeah, you're trying to go against your your gut instinct and, and sometimes this doesn't work out so well, right? Yeah. Um, Adriano, how'd you feel going into this game considering this, the performance that we saw in midweek from against Chelsea? Were you as confident, especially with the lack of personnel available for the Juventus match? Well, I think uh, this past uh, year and a bit, it's 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 given us Milan fans uh, some hope, right? Uh, it's uh, we we went through a bad time, uh, you know, many many years ago, and uh, to to kind of get onto this uh, positive mindset with this team is is a breath of fresh air. So, uh, listen, I've tried to stay optimistic with uh, with our Milan, uh, Richard, uh, the, this past uh, this past stretch. I think this is it's the only thing we can do. And if there's one thing that this team has also shown us is that uh, with when they're you know when there's you know backs against the wall when there's uh, the if I can say shit hits the fan, you know, uh, th- this team kind of still rallies together and, and fights, yeah. which is the the least that a fan can ask for, right? Yeah. So, yeah, was... Uh, was I was I was I was I worried about the match? Listen, it, it's still it's still a big matchup, right? The Juve, uh, you can never take lightly, no matter what the state they're in. Uh, you know, the, the the old lady is always is always there, right? So. Um, did I think we would win? Yes, <laughs> but again, it doesn't mean that you're not you're not. Uh, I don't know how to say it, but I guess not worried, but just aware of 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 the game at hand and 
yeah. uh, the stakes and uh, you know playing at home a sold out crowd the tifo beautiful amazing oh. right so it's just uh listen, i guess we'll get into the into the, the the breakdown in a bit there but no i don't know uh, just uh always try to be positive with our with our meal and uh, as of late yeah yeah lex you were gonna say something yeah, I was just going to add that to your point there, Adriano, about um, Milan finding a way to get results despite missing players, despite injuries, despite that's like that one indication of a championship team is finding a way to get results when your back's yeah. against the wall, when, yeah. you know, all cards are against you. So I thought that that's like kudos to the Milan team for that one, because that's a good sign for your group. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, the the Chelsea game sucked for sure. And I knew I thought they were gonna lose. Look, kn- knowing what kind of personnel was available, I I knew it was gonna be a loss. I didn't think it was gonna be three nothing. I thought two one. Um, yeah. But what I know also is that Pioli, you gotta trust him. You gotta trust Maldini. You gotta trust Pioli. And when their backs against the wall, this is why they won at Scudetto last year is because they are able to figure it out in the league. Uh, and they play different styles. Champions League is a different animal. You know, you gotta play another level. And if you don't have your top guys, it's gonna be hard in the league. All the guys are experienced there. They're more comfortable there. And, and Juventus is always going to be a hard game. It always is every time. But I was confident that the guys who are available were going to do well. Um, looking at the lineups for this one, uh, starting with the home team. Uh, in goal, Tatarashanu. Uh, someone I saw on Twitter said that he's either world-class or like Radu. It's no in-between. It's one or the other, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Back four of <laughs> Kalulu, yeah. Gabia, Tamori, Hernandez. Midfield holding pivots of Penacer Tonali with Pobega, Diaz, Leao, and Giroud. Adriano, thoughts on the Milan lineup? Uh, well, first off, to get Teo back, I think, was a plus. I mean, uh, we really missed him uh, midweek there against uh, Chelsea. I think, uh, you know, in terms of you want to say uh, you want to rank uh, players uh, that when they're not in, uh, you know, the significance of them, I think he's up there uh, in terms of that. Yeah. Uh, you know, we saw it. And just even though... You know, even if he doesn't get on the score sheet, uh, just all the all the all the off the ball stuff, all the on the ball stuff that he does, just his presence on the pitch is on that left flank with Leao is just it's just deadly. Um, you know, was I surprised with the with the Gabia and uh, Kalulu on the right back a bit? I didn't know how uh, Gabia would hold up. Uh, you know, to uh, to our to our benefit, he did, uh, which was great. Uh, and you know what? I, I honestly don't mind, uh, you know, Pobega getting uh, getting getting in there either. To be honest, yeah. uh, I know yeah. uh, Lord, Lord Krunic always delivers for us, or usually always delivers for us. But listen, this team needs a needs a rotation from time to time. I think uh, you know, again, like you said, Richard, uh, the trust that we have to put into Pioli uh, is merited. You know, he's 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 delivered for us, uh, you know, time and time again. But um, and, yeah, I don't know. Was I worried about? how the game would pan out with the players in there, maybe a bit on the defense. And again, Tatu Rusano, you don't know what type of game you're going to get. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, overall, I think there wasn't maybe many options. And again, also, right, Brahim start getting the start, I think was something I almost forgot to say there. Uh, again, I, wish I know it's going to sound easy to say now, you know, but that Monday morning quarterback type of analysis, <laughs> because, you know, he got the goal and he got the, you know, takes off the shirt to the number 10, all that stuff. But uh, to give CDK a bit of a break there, uh, he hasn't been maybe what many Milan fans expected him to be off the start, off the half of the season. Give him a rest, come off the bench. I didn't mind that. Uh, Brahim needs those minutes too. Again, this team is playing three times a week. So uh, overall, I didn't mind the lineup. Was I a bit worried? Maybe. But uh, again, still confident like, like always. 
No, that, that's a fair shot there. And I, I think I agree with all those points there. Uh, looking at the visitors, Juventus in goal, Wojciech Chesney uh, went with Danilo, Banucci, Bremer, and Sandro in defense. You had Cuadrado, Locatelli, Rabiot, who's been on fire as of late. Kostic in the middle with Vlahovic and Milik. Milik and Vlahovic, Alex, they're starting together. They do well together. This is two guys who I thought look were too much alike and would never work, but it seemed to work with these two. Yeah, that's kind of been the anomaly of our um, lineups. Every time we're trying to come up with our like best starting 11, best formation, is that now you have these two strikers that are playing really well together. So it's like, are we going to try and create a lineup that's going to be a two-striker system, which is like, I guess, a little outdated unless you're playing like a 3-5-2. So, but I guess Allegri seems to like this 4-4-2 that he's been playing recently. And so we, I guess you had to have, we got Milik back. We weren't even sure we were going to get him back for mm. this game. Mm. He's back for this game. Um, no Di Maria. So I left us with being able to play a two-man striker system. And actually, I wasn't mad about the lineup. It was um, um, a regular 4-4-2, not the weird hybrid 4-4-2 Max likes to play where he sticks <laughs> a central midfielder on the wing. Like we had two actual wingers and, you know, like hot take would probably be that I thought Quadrado was the best player of our first half. I actually thought like we started to do much worse once he um, subbed him out after he got booked. But mm. yeah, I actually wasn't too upset about the lineup considering the players that we had available and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, no I agree. And I think that the uh, guys, you guys, you've had to start out very well in this game. Um, and I was listening to Alberto and the gang this morning talking about uh, the game and the first 20 minutes. I agree. First 20 minutes, Juventus did very well until they went to this hybrid 4-4-2 that you talked about. But for, I mean, Juventus started the game very well, I thought. It's what you want to do, especially a team that, like Milan, who is a little bit injured at the moment. And you want to put the onus on them, put pressure on them, see what they can do under pressure, right? Put Tatarashano under pressure. And I thought you guys, Lex, came out very well and, and, and it looked like it was going to be a hard-fought game from, from the very beginning. I thought so too. And, you know, honestly, like this has kind of been an ongoing theme for our team recently where it's like we come out of the gate for like 20 minutes and then that's it. It's like, I don't know if it's a mentality thing. I don't know if it's a lack of fitness, like yeah. a, a mixture of both. Like I think it's personally, I think it's just from the the coach, just our tactics and just how we're deployed and set up to play in general. But yeah, it's really weird. We'll do well for like the first 20, 25 minutes and then that's it. Like you don't see that again the rest of the game. Yeah, Adriana, we, we've experienced that with the banter error many times where the team doesn't give like the whole 90 minutes, not even close to 90 minutes. Um, but it seems like under Pioli, though, things have changed and sometimes they may start out slow. They grow into the games as the game gets on and on. And, and though they may start out slow, eventually they just put so much pressure on opposition and then the will almost takes it over the game. Did you feel like that was happening in the first half? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think uh, if we want to say that, you know, Juve had that, that good start, I mean, uh, yeah, they did. I don't think it was anything really to to be really worried about. But uh, at the same time, they put on the pressure and I think uh, they needed to. Uh, listen, man, I don't know, Allegri ball is, is boring as can be, right? So we all know that. So uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's no surprises there. No. If, if he can, if they can, would have been able to continue that pressure and, and continue to, to press, you know, like Lex said, uh, they kind of, they kind of fall flat after that uh, 15, 20, 25 minute mark there. Uh, you know, they would give them a better shot, uh, you know, to, 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 to win, right. Uh, or to have a chance. Um, I don't know. I, I thought maybe, I, th I thought Paredes was going to be in the starting lineup. He wasn't, he comes off, uh, comes on as a sub for me. Uh, in the mid, he's kind of been okay. I mean, listen, this is me walking from the outside in, but, um, in terms of uh, in terms of Milan, I think 
Uh, they weathered that storm, like you said, Richard. Uh, they they grew into the game like they do. Uh, and I think they still even had some chances uh, to, to begin yeah. the game uh, also, if I'm not mistaken. But um, I think even that getting into that groove into the final third, us Milan fan knows, like that's been like a big, a big problem for many, many years. We're slowly trying to like, you know, be better in that area. But I still think there needs to be work done. But um, I think, Richard, you hit, you hit it on the head there. You know, you go into the game, weather the storm and, and found the way uh, when it counted. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting with the lineup with Juventus, you know, Rabio, someone who many of us mock, right? We we had a, one of the great uh, Who on Catch a Twitter nominations was him going to uh, to Manchester United possibly. He's like, no, 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 please, please, no, no. Um, but he's, as, as of late, he's been really good. And some people have been comparing him to Zidane, which is a little, like, calm down, calm down, calm down. It's Rabio we're talking about. He did, you know, score a goal, nice goal in, against Maccabi. But um, that nonetheless, you know, some controversy started happening in the first game. There's always controversy in Milan Juventus, right? Always. Uh, and there's a few instances in that first yeah, half. Always. Um, first, I want to get Lex's thoughts on a couple up, couple situations where Cuadrado gets fouled and it could have been a yellow or something. How did you feel about those non-calls against Cuadrado in that first half? Yeah, I thought like, the, especially the one on the goal where Milan ended up getting the corner kick goal off of like, I thought that was like a clear foul, a yellow card probably too. So it was a little bit like frustrating. They didn't get called back because like, according to VAR, it's two different um, phases of play. And also I'm pretty sure you can't go back with VAR for yellow cards and whatnot. So it was a little bit frustrating because I was like, oh, like that, you know, influenced the play. It created that corner kick. It shouldn't have been a corner kick. I thought it should have been called back to be a foul. But I mean, in the grand scheme of things over the whole course of the game, I think we could have played another two hours and I don't think we would have scored. So I, how mad can you be about that? You know, like in the moment I was frustrated, but yeah, that would be my take on that call. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. I kind of felt the same way. And Adriano, I know a lot of Milanista were saying, Milanisti were saying that the, the play where Vlahovic in the box, hands behind his back, but sticks out his elbow. Many of us thought it was a penalty. And and, and I guess his arms are to the side, but you know, did he, did he not? How did you feel on that play? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just uh, it's tight. toss up. I, it's tight. Uh, listen, uh, if, if if there's one thing that you know, and, and again, I, I can't stand Orsato, but uh, <laughs> if there's one thing that in, in this matchup that that he did, uh, you know, right, I guess is is he let them play. You know, uh, yeah. he let them play on both sides, right? He, he didn't call every every little touch, every little you know dive, every little thing. He he really let them play, which is sometimes a breath of fresh air. And and again, it, you're gonna you're gonna get some against you. You're gonna get some for you. It's part of the game, unfortunately, uh, especially in Serie A. Uh, on that specific yeah. one, listen for me. I think uh, the, the the second inc- incident was was was, uh, uh, was on Bremer. I think for me, if anything, yeah. it was a bit more than 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 this one. Uh, right. You know, did he did he did he have his um, did uh, Vlaovic have his hands behind his back? Yes. Does he stick out the elbow a bit, uh, uh, kind of making himself a bit bigger? Again, for me, a bit yes. But again, it's a bit of that bang bang play, which is yeah. which is very which is very difficult. Again, watching I'm watching it on uh, the Zone Italia. Uh, you know, Luca Morelli, uh, you know, kind of make, giving his analysis on, on on the play and says there's not enough into it to 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 kind of give that call again. We can we can sit down, guys, and have this conversation for you know days and weeks on end. 
it wasn't a penalty, was it not? At the end of the day, it wasn't called. I think it it would have been more controversial if it was called, maybe, uh, to, to be honest with you. Uh, and again, I can't believe I'm saying that uh, coming from uh, from the Milan perspective in this one. But um, yeah, just very bang bang play, and just uh, kind of maybe I guess a gray zone where it's yeah, did he did he not? Like you said, Richard. So uh, toss up for me. Ali Oxen Free says that Vlahovic has found a way to cheat the system and all defenders will take note now. Maybe, maybe. Um, but Lex alluded to it that uh, after the Quadrado non-call happened, it led to a corner, eventually led to a goal. Giroud knocked the ball back. The ball bounced around. He knocks into the ball, into the box. Uh, hits off Tamori, turns around, shoots it, scores. Early goal, or early first half goal, I should say, right at, before the, the halftime. Lex, when that goal went in, how did you feel? I mean, did you feel like, oh, crap, there's no way to come back at this point? Like, what did you feel about that goal? Obviously, you're bitter about the non-call, obviously, but talk us about how you felt when that goal went in. Yeah, more like, I guess I was more just frustrated about the call, but we also had seen a decline in our play over the course of the first half. So, like, I wasn't super convinced even going into halftime. I mean it's always a toss up. You don't really know sometimes what you're going to get from our team, whether like even just example, like Rabiot getting that brace last game and then not playing great this game. Like it's just always inconsistent, especially with our team and um, with Allegri. So I wasn't sure, but I, I wasn't very convinced. And like I said earlier, I just lack of creation, lack of shots, <laughs> lack of chances that we were making. Like it was just like, it definitely hit me when they scored that first goal. It's like, it's not going to be a good second half. <laughs> and the defense was poor on the mark. There's no marking whatsoever. I mean, like lots yeah. of guys were unmarked, and Giroud, who should be marked tightly, was free to take that shot and eventually led to Tamori, who, as Adriano knows, likes to score against Juventus. Um, Adriano, what were your thoughts when that goal went in there? Obviously, you're elated. Another game, another big game, another goal by Tamori. Yeah, listen, it's it's that taxes uh, Tomori go against Juve, right? That seems to be the thing, right? So, uh, seems listen, so. Uh, for, it seems so, right? So, uh, for for me, uh, yeah, obviously, uh, happy, content. I, I think, uh, you know, if it wasn't then, it, it, maybe we could have, I think there was some other chances that we could, we could have maybe, you know, buried as well. But, um, you know, like you said, Richard, uh, just a mess in the box there. Kind of a, kind of a scrappy goal, if you, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but again, they all count. Um, you know, Alessandro keeping him on side, like just him. I don't know. For me, he's just terrible. Uh, he's, he's. I don't know. He's just been. He's just declined so much since yeah, the past like five, six, five, six years, right? Massively. So, uh, keeping Tomori on side, Tomori having having the instincts. To, and again, he got a rocket shot to, towards him. Finds a way to get the ball down and turns and, and fires it like a striker. Uh, the celebration, you know, the the, the place jumping, and just uh, obviously elated uh, to kind of to kind of stick it right before halftime uh, is always a positive. You know, you kind of end on on that high. Uh, you know, if if it was rules reversed, I would have loved to have to see like that response. But again, within that 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 ten minute span from the end of the first half to the second goal, the Brahim goal. Uh, the, the game the game changed and the game was was, was pretty much over but um, yeah. yeah obviously happy and, and content for Tomori uh, Canadian roots uh, right, uh, right for Tomori so we like to see that and um, just kind of even for him personally I think uh, not having maybe the start of the season I don't know if you agree with me Richard on this one or not but not to say that he t- take, took a complete dive in, in play but 
you know, he was on such a high last season and, and now coming yeah. into this season, right? Uh, kind of not being at the Tomori level that we're used to, but still being a, a quality player on the pitch. Uh, just happy for him, right? Uh, defense, yeah. uh, defender getting that goal in front of the in in front of the, the home faithful is, is is always a positive. So, yeah. And I think his his success last year was so high, and it raised our expectations, yes. right? Because him and Kiara and then Kalulu, they played yeah. fantastic. And when you had not seen Tomori before, and then he goes to this level, so you expecting that, right? Kind of Bremer with Juventus now too, right? With Tor- Torino last year was this good. He was the best guy by far. And then this year, both players have a drop-off, honestly. And with Tomori, you know, he's been okay, but he's made more errors than he, we've, we're, we've been accustomed to, right? That Chelsea exactly. game, the stupid bonehead play that he tries to clear a ball, which had no, no, I don't know what he was doing there. It led to that third goal uh, where Abba Yang scored. The goal against Napoli, the, the Cholito yes. goal against Napoli, he's there, right? He yeah. He him through, right? So. Yeah. Uh, Ali Oxenfree says, Tomori is Calgarian. He's not, he's the token Englishman. Okay. <laughs> um, but you mentioned uh, going into it that second comes. half, there's about 10 <laughs> minutes where we thought Juve had a chance to regroup, Lex, and they really didn't get into the game. It's still, we're struggling mightily. Uh, and then, then Vlahovic makes an uncharacteristic mistake where uh, I, I heard on the call this morning, all Juve cast, where he had like four options he could have passed it to, and he kind of passed it in between everybody, and Brahim took it and ran with it. Um, that defensive play by Bonucci, that kind of encapsulate the game for you? I mean, that pylon just standing there letting him get by? I think that entire play just encapsulated the game. Like, that was just, that was it. Right there. <laughs> like, that was the whole game. Just watch that play, and that's how it went. Like, it was just a series of unfortunate errors that led to that goal. And, I mean, I talked about this a bit, too. Put a tweet about this. Um, took a little bit of heat for it. But I was kind of like... When you're watching, sure, Vlaovic did make a terrible pass. No questions asked about that. But it's like, what was he doing there in the first place? Like, you look at where he's at on the pitch. Yeah. And and then I didn't even realize this, but the player he was trying to make that pass to was Milik. It was his striker partner. <laughs> what, are, what are both of our, of our strikers doing when we're trying to possess and we're moving into Milan's half? What are yeah. they both doing basically inside of the circle? at half like that's crazy should never be that far down and you know and there's this a huge gap behind um Volvich on that play if you if you freeze it um, I have video up on my page and Rabiot is the furthest player forward no one's pressing Milan's back line what are we wow. doing like that I think that's why I felt like that play was even more of, of um, an example of the greater problem in itself where it's like I feel that our players a lot of people tend to blame our players all the time and I'm Honestly, like that's my last resort because I'm like, they're put in this system and it's so disorganized and they're under pressure constantly with a lack of options when they're on the ball. They're playing out of position on the field and then it's going to make those players more prone to error. Like you're setting them up for failure essentially, right? So that whole play kind of took um, a turn like that just summarized how I feel about the team overall and our tactics. Like. And we yeah. see this a lot, too, with strikers who try to do too much, right? They yeah. see the team is not playing how they want it. They're not getting fed the ball like they want, so they try to do more. They exactly. go into that midfield and try to be playmakers. Exactly. And you saw that. It's like it means he's not getting on the ball enough. Like Omar pointed out this morning on our podcast, yeah. and yeah. he said he was like, well, which looked like he was a midfielder. <laughs> how many times do we see him driving the ball up at half? Yeah. Like, just not what you want to be doing, right? He's, like. He's not messy, right? You're not gonna you're not gonna go want the ball all the time. You're supposed to get open so that people can feed you the ball. But uh, that frustration, I get it. 
Uh, and then uh, speaking of frustration, Adriano, great, great play by Brahim, no doubt about it, right? It took him longer to take his jersey off than it was to score that goal there. I mean, the frustration there, just trying to get that tight jersey off. But you got to give credit to Brahim. You know, lots of credit, a lot of criticism has gone against him this year. Um, and, and also last year, of course. And now with the Catalare coming in, the new, the new golden boy there. Brahim rarely gets a moment to shine. And he did in this game. He played right wing a little bit and excelled. And look at that goal. He went right for it and scored a goal. Uh, how happy were you to see him be that aggressive, go one on one instead of kind of be lackadaisical with it and passing it side to side? Yeah, man, it's it's about damn time, right, Richard? It's it's about damn time, right? It's 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 crazy to me because, you know, last season uh, has a hard hot start to the season, getting some goals, getting uh, you know that Champions League goal, yeah, uh, as yeah. well against Liverpool early last season. Uh, again, this season starts off well, has a couple of good performances or maybe like one or two games where he gets a goal, gets out of assist. Him and Rebic are, are forming a partnership. Oh, my God. Yeah. Again, Brahim, we're going to we're going to retain them from Real Madrid. And then he goes on his usual slump of, uh, you know, uh, five, six games and, uh, and and whatnot. But, yeah, you know, that aside, couldn't be happier for him. Like I said earlier, when you said about when we talked a bit about the lineups uh, to see him in there, I, I wasn't mad. Um, to see him go and take on a man or take on more than a man, just, you know, that almost that whole defense, uh, you know, starting off with the Bonucci, you know, meme all over, all over (laughs) Twitter, all over the social media. I mean, that's, that's for me priceless, right? So um, for him to go from the, from, from the halfway line all the way and score the goal, uh, there's not much more I can say, right? It it, it just, Uh, again, breath of fresh air, uh, a player that's that uh, I think means well and that really uh, does try. Uh, does he always have that final pass, that final touch, that final shot? No. Uh, is he a player that I still think that we need in our uh, in uh, you know in our back pocket, off the bench, or even in starting lineup? I do. Uh, I think if you're a team that uh, is a championship team, if you're a team that uh, you know, you're, you're playing three times a week. I am a tree. Yes, he was a tree uh, <laughs> on, on that play. But uh, if, you're a, if you're a team that, you know, wants to compete on, on, on multiple levels, you need that rotation. And I think Brahim can hopefully give you that. Um, but again, yeah, static, uh, the celebration. I think maybe a bit of that monkey off his back. I, I, I don't know. Maybe hopefully we, we, we pray, right? We, you know, we guard yeah, for, 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 for Brahim. It's, it's, it's something that uh, we want to see. And um, and I don't even mind him on the wing, to be honest, Richard. Yeah. I know he might be better. He might be better. Yeah, I think so because for me, in that number ten, that recordista, you know, he tries to be a bit of that fantasista type of player, and he gets bullied off the ball. He doesn't win yep. any of those fifty fifties. You know, on the wing, he can kind of be a bit more creative. He can kind of come yep. in and and do his thing, maybe, and uh, and take on a man, which uh, which which is always which is always good good thing to see and. <laughs> We need a right winger, right, Richard? We all know. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, happy for Brahim overall. I think better for a 10 position is the Catalare and Adli probably. You know, those two guys are a little bit stronger yeah. on the ball, can do the more creative things and let Brahim have that freedom, like you said. I'd like to see him more on the right wing and see yeah. what he can do. Um, but the game ends 2 nothing. I mean, you know, like Lex said, Juventus had, didn't really threaten the goal. I think the, the closest shot they had was that Milik header that Tatarashana really didn't worry about. Um, 
the one a, a glimmer Keen, of hope. That, that, Keen, that Keen shot, but again, uh, yes. who got in there, right? And I was going to say, the one player, the one positive I'm going to take, Lex, and I want your, your thoughts, is Moise Keen. When he came in, he really was inspiring. It seemed like he was trying to do something. He was doing some things. He did get that shot off. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I don't know if you guys can say you can have a man of the match or a, a decent performer. I mean, what did you feel when Moise Keen came in? Well, it was funny. I was watching the game with my brother, and I saw Keen lining up, and I'm like, oh, great. I said, look, so Moise Keen's coming on to save us. And then, you know, like, he actually played pretty well. I thought probably his little short cameo was probably the best out of what we had seen from anyone all game. And he had those, I think it was two chances. Yeah. Or, they were decent. They were chances. They were something, right? So, I mean, that was definitely a positive. If anything, I mean, Keen should take that as positive for himself. And it's, you know, a little hopeful for us to see that a little bit of a turn of form from Keen because he's really consistently not been showing much for us recently. So, yeah, that's what it would take from the whole uh, Keen question. And Adriano, for you on the Milan side, I mean, for me, I think Kalulu was the best performer of the game. I thought he had a nice bounce back game, especially after the, what we saw in uh, the last couple couple games, really, from Kalulu. Uh, but a lot of decent performers in this game. Did you have a man of the match? I want to kind of give it to Tomori, right? Just uh, the goal and uh, just, uh, again, uh, yeah. getting the queen sheet uh, alongside his uh, his defensive partners in Tatarushanu and Goal. And, um, but just to you know, echo. And, and again, obviously I think Brahim was voted the MVP for me one. If I, if I remember seeing that on the, on their socials, uh, I think he did get uh, the MVP uh, nod uh, mm-hmm. in, in, in those, in the, in the, in those polls there, but um, which again, again, I wouldn't be mad about, uh, about him getting that too, but just uh, on your point about, about uh, Kalulu, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Just so versatile, right. Uh, came in as a right back, uh, got maybe, I don't know, half a game, maybe a game out right back, not even got a couple of minutes and then went straight to center back. He did, yeah. became the, the modern center back that we didn't even know we had, but we have him. Uh, but again, he can go back onto the right back position and, and, and produce as well. So for me, he's uh, you know, a bit of that jack of all trades, uh, put him where you need him and, and he'll deliver and still young, uh, still uh, still aggressive, so fast. So just our, our, our pairing with him and, and Tomori, I think is just, you know that 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 modern defense in Italy that we haven't seen in in ever. I don't. It's it's or yeah. just in a long long time, right? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think definitely a good shot for 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 Kalulu, even man of the match too. Just uh, again, didn't get onto the score sheet, but all the uh, all the dirty work and all the just the, the plays on that right flank, uh, you know, combining putting in a ball, uh, you know, doing his defensive work like he usually does. And uh, and helping Tatarushano get a clean sheet against Juve. I mean, listen, I know it's not the Juve of of of, of old, but man, like I I didn't think that would that would be to be honest. Like I didn't yeah. think Tatarushano would pull out a a clean sheet. So for him, it's it's a morale booster, uh, you know, for until we get Manion back. So um, yeah, that's all kind of how I feel about that. Lex, there's a question for you in the chat, and it's uh, how long does Lex thinks Alexi will survive as manager of Juventus? Lots of pressure the at the whole, moment. The whole season. <laughs> you know, like, it's funny because I went on a spaces before the season started, and it was all about, like, preseason Serie A predictions. And um, hot take that I had was that Max wouldn't make it past January. And so it's 
funny how this one aged because I <laughs> stand by that. I'm still going to stand by that. I still think that um, they all told me they're like, no, no way. Like there's no way. And this and that, but I still think that he'll be gone by January, which like Adriano pointed out, it's would be really, really crazy because I think that I don't think Agnelli has ever gotten rid of a manager no. mid season. No. So I just think it's going to get to the point where to save our season. And I think that it will become where we'll be taking a greater hit financially by keeping him because of where we're at in the standings and whatnot and not missing out on Champions League money, European money. And so I think that it'll become that where they'll just have to eat the cost of his contract and we're just going to have to find someone else in January. Yeah. Interesting times ahead for sure for both clubs. Um, believe it or not, there were other games this weekend. Let's let me get real quick <laughs> through them. Um, Sassuolo hosting Inter, a bogey team. Sassuolo is for Inter and Milan these days. Uh, goal scoring will start in the 44th minute. Ed and Dzeko would score a goal. Uh, Fratesi gets a nice goal in the 60th minute, make it 1 1. But Dzeko would get the lead back in the 75th. Inter win 2 to 1. Bologna with new manager Tiago Moto hosting new manager in um Stankovic with Sampdoria. Uh, this game ends 1-1, goal in the 32nd minute by Dominguez, followed by Durich on the 72nd minute, 1-1 there. Torino hosting Empoli. This was an exciting game. Um, those who like – nobody likes. Those who don't <laughs> like Destro dislike it when he scores, but he always seems to score. And he does well the last couple of seasons. Uh, he got the goal scoring start in the 49th minute. Beautiful bicycle kick goal. Goal of the week contender there. He thought he doubled it. I thought he doubled it, but it got, all got called back for offsides, I believe. Torino left it late. Lukic, Lukic, excuse me, in the 90th minute made it 1-1 game ties. Tough, hard-fought game, but interestingly open for me. Um, a team that's played more open lately under new manager Monza win in a relegation six-pointer over Spezia. Two goals in uh, the 32nd minute. Uh, Agosto scores in the 32nd and then 63rd. Mari scores. Monza in a little bit of a hot run here, uh, getting some uh, separation there from the bottom of the of the table there. 2-0, big win there. Salernitana, uh, this may be a relegation six-pointer here, a team that's a lot better than we thought. Salernitana went 2-1 against Hellas uh, Piantic. Adriano knows him. Uh, goal scoring in the 18th minute. Uh, Paoli would equal it at 1-1 at 56. And then in stoppage time, Bomja scores a goal. 2-1 victory there. Uh, top of the table leaders, well, at least after this game, Napoli on the road to Cremonese. Question to be how much? After the big victories in the midweek, uh, would they have a, a a letdown? Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Uh, Politano scores the penalty in the 24th minute or 26th minute, um, followed by Dessers did make it 1-1. Did make it look interesting in the 47th, just after the break. But Simeone scored in 76, and then two late goals by Lozano and Oliveira. 4-1, Napoli win on the road. And then the last game of the week, uh, the, the game just wrapped up a couple hours ago. Romo went 2-1 against Lecce. A very tight game. Smalling scored in the 6th minute. Uh, Strefeza scored in the 39th. Dybala scored a penalty in the 48th. Pulled up an injury. I know Lex didn't like to see that. Uh, but a game that Lecce nearly had an equalizer late in that game. Um, but they got a win. They found a way after that, that game against... Um, I put two to one here. I don't know why I put two to one. Hopeful thinking, I think, it was two to one uh, was the scoreline. But of these games, any talking points that you guys want to talk about? Lex, I'll start with you. Oh, yeah. Just the Destro goal overhead bicycle kick. Like, beautiful goal. That was a great one. Um, I thought the Inter Sassuolo scoreline was interesting. I followed that one 
um, on Twitter. I wasn't able to watch that one, but it did look like maybe Sassuolo were going to pull off an upset a little bit, but um, I think someone in the comments mentioned that Inter still didn't look very convincing, someone who'd watched the match. Um, the other one would probably be the Roma Lecce. I think mm. that Roma hasn't been, I don't think, as convincing. They looked a little bit like they've been overhyped probably in the, the preseason predictions. I think Dybala's injury, I was just hearing before coming on the show, looks like it's going to be pretty bad. So mm. that is a big loss for Roma, if that's true, that he's going to be out the rest of the year apparently. So Wow. Yeah, as that's what they're thinking right now. So that would be pretty bad because it seems like he's kind of carrying this Roma team right now. But yeah, and I'm looking forward to Fiorentina Lazio tomorrow. Big that's game, lot. big game. Yeah. Adriano, what'd you take away from the uh and the whole all the scores from this weekend? Yeah, listen, match day nine, uh, another another week in Serie A, another another exciting weekend. Uh, in, in my personal opinion, I think it's uh, like, like we all know, guys. There's no easy games in Serie A. Um, for me, the the the, the Monza, you know, small turnaround, if you will. Again, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon, but um, it's good, man. It's, it's nice to see, uh, you know, uh, Berlusconi and Galliani, uh, you know, do some magic <laughs> over there. I think that's, I think that's what three is that three wins or, or I think so, three, three in a row, three in a row, three in a yeah. row right now. So, um, this is a team where, again, talking about you know pre preseason predictions, like Lex was uh, speaking about. Uh, a team that you know, oh my God, you know they're getting this player, they're getting that player, they're bringing in you know Serie A, you know quality players and experienced players into this into this into this newly promoted yeah. side, and you know they didn't start off well. Uh, you know it's it's three it's three and three uh, as of late, like we're mentioning. Uh, I think again, positive thing for 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 Monza. Um, obviously, the other the other big one, uh, Napoli uh, over Cremonese. I think. Uh, for me, I think they, they were always going to win this one, in, in my personal opinion, just because Cremonese, for me, hasn't... They've shown some, you know, decent uh, performances, yeah. but Napoli right now, uh, they're on another level. Um, and I think it's it, it's it's kudos to uh, to their collective as well, right? Uh, we speak uh, for, for Milan, uh, our collective, our group, uh, you know, the, the, the Italy team that won the Euros, that group, that collective, yeah. right? Um, you know, Napoli... Slowly but surely, even though it's a lot of newbies, kind of are slowly building that that group, right? And uh, the Mercato did them did them well, um, you know, finding some 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 great players and um, and kind of bringing in again some Serie A quality players uh, and depth. And this is a team yeah. that hasn't seen Osimhen in a couple of weeks. They're they're big man, uh, which I'm a big fan of Osimhen. Yeah, uh, but they're finding ways to win, right? Uh, uh Scalia yeah, there, I can never pronounce his name, but he's he's this guy's on another level, right? Yeah, um, you know, po, uh, Poitano is kind of you know doing well, uh, Raspadori, uh, Cholito Simeone, uh, Merit between the sticks, right? These are these are players that are that are clicking right now, um, so yeah, that that's kind of opened my eyes and, um, Anything else? I, I don't know. I think you know Verona, man, just sliding down this the the, the table. It's, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a team that you know on our on our show we've you know me and Johnny have kind of said you know we still think they have something there, but I don't know. It just it's not clicking. It just it just isn't. And uh, I think they're in what 18th place at the moment right now. Again, yeah. still early guys, but yeah. um, just a, not not a place that you that you thought you would see this uh, this Hellas Verona team. And I know they've lost quite a few pieces, important pieces, but. Um, again, chapeau to to uh, to Salernitana. They're they're finding ways. Uh, you know, even if it's ugly, they're finding ways to do it. And uh, again, it's 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 positive when 
we're talking about these uh, bottom table teams, these mid table teams, you know, that, that Bologna stomp game that we, we were saying earlier too, you know, to, uh, you know, former teammates going against each other yeah. and uh, Mota and, and Stankovic and, you know, Stamp has looked uh, terrible, but, you know, one game in for, for Stankovic and he gets, uh, gets at least a point, you know, Gianpaolo has been stinking the best. So, and again, <laughs> Paladino, right? For, uh, for That's Monza. right. That's right. Paladino, right? Comes in, it's three and three. Uh, you know, uh, Estropa wasn't doing anything. So it's exciting times, guys, in Sariana, and I can go on for days, but uh, just, uh, I, but what, what I do agree with Lex, um excited for tomorrow's game. Uh, Fiorentina Lazio for me, uh, you know, if it wasn't for for the matchup uh, that were the big matchup of Milan Juve, one of the uh, and Udinese Atalanta, I think it goes in there into that bracket of of, of yeah. games. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing um, I don't know, Italiano ball hasn't been as great this season so far. In Europe, it has. It ha- well, yeah. it is. They won that yeah, game so against Hearts right midweek. So I don't know. It could be back. They scored more than one goal finally. So looking forward to seeing that. And then, yeah, Lazio continuing to follow Saudi's project there. I think that that's been really interesting too. That's going to be an exciting game, I think, for sure, because obviously Lazio, like Lex said, are doing very well this season, year two under Sadi. And Vincenzo Tagliano, i like to see Kawame getting that start in the game in, in the midweek. He did very well. Beautiful goal that he scored in that game. Um, and, yeah, I think this is going to be a, a true chess match in this one. Two teams who like to play offensive style, who like the ball. Who's going to give out that possession? Who's going to play counterattack? I mean, it'd probably be Fiorentina, but... This is going to be entertaining, and I think goals are going to happen in this game. I don't know what the score is going to be or who's going to win, but um, I, I certainly think it's going to be goals in this game. Um, oh, yeah. Lex, you kind of mentioned it. Is Destro's goal the goal of the week for you? The bicycle? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think for sure. If we're talking to say, yeah, I think like, yeah. I'm going to throw in Skamaka's goal in there. I don't know yeah, if it yeah. still counts anymore. But Kawami's goal was nice, <laughs> too, midweek. Too, yeah. <laughs> Adriano, what that about for fail. you? That will fail. That yeah. will fail. That was fail, a beautiful free fail, kick. That fail, got them back into the game. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't get. Yeah, exactly. I didn't get to see uh, you know all the action uh, this weekend, and, and you know just totally you know very busy you know and just whatever. But uh, and all the goals. But for me, Delo fail. He taught. I, I don't know. If he scores yeah. a free kick. He, he he produces. I think he's what leading the league in assists. So yeah, or he's up there at least. So it's just for me, goal of the week. Listen, I wish I can give you a better answer and, and no, I've seen, you know, you know, all the goals there. But uh, for me, I'm going to go Dilo Fail. Yeah, and I'm going to go the homer pick. I'm going to go Brahim, his coast-to-coast, making Banu- oh, Banucci does Banucci things, right? But he scored a goal. It's a big goal. Brahim scoring in a big game. That's my goal of the week for me. Even though there were some nicer goals, I'm going to take the little uh, host uh, luxury here, I guess, and take the homer pick in this one. Um, yeah. Quickly go through Europe. Um, a lot of the Italian teams won. Look at Champions League first. Team with strong mentality. You know, we just talked about Napoli. Six to one against Ajax. I mean, who would have saw that coming? This team is a juggernaut. You know, I think I do want to talk about the team, the kings of Italy and and Europe. So I think Milan is strong mentally in the league that they can get the job done no matter what, no matter backs against the wall, people injured, doesn't matter. Napoli, though, they have this killer instinct that we haven't seen in a long time from an Italian team. And just scoring goals for fun. I mean, six goals against Ajax. 
unreal, unreal result. I didn't, I don't know anybody, I don't even know Napoli fans would have thought that they would score six goals, uh, especially getting punched in the mouth like what 10 minutes into the game. Ajax go score a goal low at home. You're thinking, uh oh, here we go. But your thoughts on Napoli and what they've done this season, especially the Champions League, beating Liverpool already, demolishing the Rangers, and now demolishing Ajax. Lex, thoughts on watching Napoli from afar? I know you guys are not necessarily fans of Napoli, but this has got to be impressive, right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And you know what? Like, it's enjoyable to watch if I just close my eyes and pretend it's not Napoli winning. <laughs> but it's definitely like it's great football and it's exciting and it's attacking football and they're scoring. And it's such a great like we haven't seen Italian teams, as you mentioned, play like this, especially in Europe in such a long time. And it, it reminds me a bit of like the Atalanta Champions League run from was it the mm. 1920, the 2019, 2019, 2020 season, I believe. Yeah. Uh, when they made it all the way to the quarterfinals there. And I think that um, their first win versus Liverpool by that scoreline definitely got some attention. But after this last game, now they were starting to get attention and it was starting to see like Prem fans, casuals, like, just be like, whoa. <laughs> Who's this Napoli team? And that's pretty impressive, I would say. So I think getting that attention and that, those goals that they've scored, like I can see them making a run in the Champions League with just how they're playing. Like that's how you have to play if you want to make yeah. it in Europe, right? Yeah. I, I mean, Adriano, they could have, you know, Hamza said they could have scored 12 goals in this game. They really could. Um, they have all the tools, it seems like. And it's, yes, Havrashelia, he is the, the golden boy right now, right? But he doesn't have to do it all. Raspadori's doing things. Labotka was amazing. Angisa was amazing. I mean, that goal right after halftime where he did a little dipsy do with his leg to go around the defender to set up Raspadori for the second. I mean, this whole team is just clicking at the moment. I mean, we, the question for us, we're always going to be, is how long can this last? But right now, this is as beautiful as it gets, especially in Europe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, when uh, when Napoli's on, they're on, right? Uh, we, we know that. Uh, we've seen it in the past even. Yeah, you know, the, the, like I said earlier, like we we all know, it, it's a it's a new it's a new life, it's a new uh, it's a breath of fresh air, it's a new blood in this Napoli side. So we didn't know what we would expect. A guy from the Georgian league, what ten million? What who? Kavara, what? Yeah, and, and this guy's performing right. So on the highest of levels, right? Not only in Serie A but in Europe against you know the big mighty Liverpool, you know, or the big mighty Ajax or the whatever, you know. So yeah, yeah. Um, you know, even going back, you know, into the Saudi days of 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 Napoli, you know, when they were on, they were on, and they were just uh, scoring goals for fun and just uh, having that connection. And you're kind of getting a bit of a glimpse of that. Uh, I, I don't want to compare and sit here and start comparing because it, sure. it's, it's not right to do so. But um, so far, so good. Uh, will this last again? Like you said, Richard. It's a big question mark. I don't know. They, they their group yeah. wasn't easy in my no. in my personal opinion. But this first run of Champions League <laughs> games, uh, listen, they gave they, they gave themselves a chance, and I think many Napoli fans or all Napoli fans, I would probably say, uh, that's like the least that's like the the best thing that, that they could have that they could have asked for, right? Uh, yeah. You know, can we go to can we face Liverpool? Can we can we score goals? Can we can we pull out a win? Yes. Can you do it against Rangers? Yes. Can you do it against Ajax? You know, big time. Yes. So, um, I just listen. I don't want to. I don't want to. I guess I'm falling into Johnny's mentality because he, he doesn't like to yeah. get too high on on on, on that because let's not boost him up they, a little bit. No, no, not even no, not even that because <laughs> they've broken his heart before. You know, the, the, the 93 points, the 91 points, whatever it was that season yeah. with Saudi. And listen, guys, call. We'll just keep calm. Uh, I think this Napoli 
team has something. Uh, we hope for it to continue. Um, and uh, you know, let's listen. Spalletti is that uh, is that healer, right? Uh, with the with the, with his team. So um, they're 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 playing for him. He's he's providing for them, and it just uh, it's just a perfect uh, perfect mix uh, in in Naples right now. Yeah, and I think if if they find a way to do the similar results at Anfield. The rest yeah. of Europe is going to put them into the into favorites bracket for sure. Um, real quick, uh, other results. Juventus beat Maccabi 3, was it 3-1 in that game? Uh, blah, 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 blah. I had it right there. Yep, 3-1. 3-1 in that game. Um, Milan obviously lose 3-0. Inter, Inter, everyone pegged them for losing. I know all Interisi thought they were going to lose uh, big in that game. They won in that game. Uh, but nice showing from the Italian teams outside of Milan, I think. Um I don't feel as strongly as everyone else does on Milan in terms of their loss. Yes, they shouldn't have lost three nothing. I predicted they were going to lose two to one, but the manner that they lost, I think, was the what the most frustrating part for me. Um, and I know Juventus also they won. Yeah, they won three one, but it wasn't necessarily convincing, right? And I think that of the those three games, Inter was probably the most impressive because they played to their strengths. They let Barcelona come to them. They counterattacked, uh, and then Chalinolu with a wonderful goal from distance there. So. Good for the Italians there in Champions League. Going to Europa League real quick. Lazio underperformed against Sturm Graz. Sturm Graz actually came out very well in this game. Had a lot of opportunities. Lazio held on. Provadel excellent in this game. Uh, and then Roma, I as I called it, lost to Betis 2-1. to one. Betis is a very good team. They're in a Champions League spot currently in, in uh, La Liga. 2-1 to one there. Disappointing there for Roma. And then we talked about Vincenzo Italiano and his team winning 3-0 in their games in Conference League. So... That wraps up the European play there. Lots to get into that, and we'll probably make a video during the week about that because we could talk all day about Champions League, Europa League, and Conference League, but it is the holidays. I want to get these guys out of here on time, hopefully. Uh, let's wrap this one up with Who Won Couch Show Twitter uh, and get out of here. Quick entries in this one. Um, let's, get, let's get the mood going here. Let me get some music going on here. Where's my Benny Hill? There we go. Okay. <laughs> Starting off here with the first entry uh, comes from Mishker, and it says... Um, Milan without Magnon is Inter with Handanovic. <laughs> right. You might not be wrong there. You might not be wrong. <laughs> All right, moving on. Let's see. Um, where was it? All right, here we go. BJ Mack uh, says, if Halan played for Juve, he's only scored seven goals all season long. <laughs> Lex, uh, he's not wrong, is he? <laughs> probably not, you know, probably not. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's see what we got here. Um, all right, so... Not sure how this works, but Juve fans right now, and it's a guy beating his um, computer. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, San Oh, shit. That's, uh, that's Lucci. That's, uh, that's Lucci or, or my boy, uh, my boy Luca. My boy Luca Natale, where is he? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're probably not wrong about that. Uh, and then the last one, uh, this is his, uh, not humorous, but my pick for who encounters on Twitter. It's Martin Darun. He's always a nominee in our things. He says, uh, yes, we're on top of the league for now. They're not anymore. More importantly, social media today still shows how far we are from reality. Uh, whether Casillas was hacked or not, I see too many posts that are we're so far off and waiting for the day wouldn't be the news because actually that's the problem there. And, and for those who don't know what he's talking about, Obviously, it's uh, the whole, is he is he not? Was he hacked? Was he not? Was it a joke? Was it not? 
didn't look good either way. Uh, what Iker Casillas and Puyol tweeted out earlier today, and it got deleted. Uh, but that was what that was in reference to. Uh, I so I completely understand that for sure. Um, but uh, of of the funny ones, which one for you guess? I'll let you guys pick which was the funniest one. Which funniest take for you, Lex? Ooh, I would have to go with the if Holland played for Juve one. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. BJ Mac, Adriano, what about you? I'm going with that computer, man. Uh, that uh, that that <laughs> encapsulates. Uh, I can't even say the word, but yeah. it, it it brings back uh, like memories of like those bad streams that we used to try to find the game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to, to, to watch yes. Serie A. Yes. And you know your team's not performing. Milan banter era, smashing everything for me. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember the, the 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 who who posted it, but for me it's 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 that one with the computer. Oh, that's fair enough. I like both those takes. They're gonna be co-winners this week. Um, <laughs> let's wrap this one up. Just at the hour, just past the hour mark. I I wanted no, under an no, hour. No. We didn't get it. I apologize. Okay. But the floor is yours. Uh, let's start with Lex. Uh, your chance to plug away. Anything you want to plug? Uh, let people know where they can find you as well. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at DBalexa. My handle's here. And then I'm also on the All Juve cast. And so you can also follow at All Juve cast on Twitter. And we have a wonderful team there. So you can check out our page and watch our podcasts. And that's it. Um, just also thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you to everyone in the live chat for um, all your contributions and all your comments. Thank you, Richard. And uh, thank you, Adriano. Absolutely. Thank you. This is your first cap and it won't be your last. So we'll have, definitely have you on again for sure. So thank you again. And Adriano, your chance to plug away. Let people know where they can find you. Yeah, well, before you find us uh, at the Culture Guys, you guys have to find uh, Serie A sit down. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a given. That's a must. Uh, all you, Vikas and, uh, and Lex and, and, and her crew over there. It's, it's fantastic work, uh, fantastic content that you know others in in the in this community are putting out so guys go give them a follow before uh, anything else uh, for us uh, it's at the cultural guys it's it's here on the, in the handle here my personal as well adriano underscore cultural but uh, yeah the culture guys uh, you know do to to share subscribe like whatever you need to do guys you guys do it uh, give us a follow we're just it's three guys, like I said, giving uh, our, our weekly, uh, you know, recaps and uh, and, and opinions on uh, on the, the league uh, that we love, love to hate, the hate to love. I don't, I don't know what the saying is, but uh, it's a crazy league that we love, and uh, that's why we're here to talk about it. But uh, yeah, follow us uh, on all social media platforms at the Culture Guys, uh, our audio podcast, and all your favorite podcasting platforms, and. Uh, yeah, just uh, again a big thank you to Richard. Uh, I wish Frank uh, Frank the Tank was here tonight too, but uh, yeah, I know he couldn't make it. Uh, Lex, again, it's it's always a pleasure chatting with yourself. Uh, and yeah, guys, just uh, much love and uh, to all to all the Canadians out there listening. I know there's still a couple of hours. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, it's it's much love uh, from from the culture guys uh, to all of you. Yeah, I'm going to reiterate, uh, definitely follow all you cast, follow Lex, follow Adriano, follow the Couch guys. I uh, also want to give a shout out to the Milan Weekly Podcast because, yes. again, we're all English content creators and they were plugging us away and to Serie A. And Serie A retweeted back, which is awesome. Pretty cool. Pretty cool to see oh, that. Oh, yeah. So, but, yeah, I did yeah, see so that. that I did cool. see that. I did see yeah, that. And yeah. you know what? And, and uh, again, I, I know we're going past this hour, Mark, Richard. I'm sorry, but Milan Club, New York City. 4040 club that whole yeah, wow. all the you know all the, just be- in new york city beautiful for uh, frank uh beautiful the, all the crew out there giuseppe everybody out there uh, milan club new york city that event 
uh, at the 4040 Club, at the Puma store. Uh, just beautiful to see. And, and, and I'm yeah. not saying that because, you know, we're Milan fans, but it's just amazing to see, you know, uh, coming from across the pond into North America and that love and that passion being there in full spirits. Uh, it's just it's just a wonderful thing. And uh, hopefully, you know, continues, uh, in, you know, north of, you know, just across the pond, you know, in, in our neck of the woods. Yeah. Uh, this love for Serie A. So a big shout out to, to Franco and everybody at Mallorca, uh, New York City. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you to everyone in the chat as well. Happy Thanksgiving to you both here, Lex and Adriano so and all Canadians. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Our Thanksgiving is coming up down the road, but uh, happy Thanksgiving to you both. Going to get you guys out of here. For Frank, for Lex, for Adriano, we bid you ciao. Uh, and we'll catch you here on the next podcast uh, next Sunday. Frank should be back, but there's no guarantees. Ciao.